well, so know. yeah, yeah. What would you do yeah. without? But the good thing this time is that Clara's in the studio. I think last time she dialed oh, yeah, in, I dialed in. Her hustle was real that day. Oh we just my thought, goodness! Okay, I stop. just couldn't get yeah. here. Couldn't yeah. get here because the traffic yeah. was terrible. But the and thing everything. is, Clara wasn't here, but it was like she was here. She kept butting. In. Excuse me. Excuse, <laughs> sorry, Ella, to talk over you. Excuse me. You know she was. You know. So now you're it? here. It's gonna be even better. So thank you. It's much better being here than dialing in. Thank you. So yeah, we know you're busy, woman. Honestly, thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, anything for my sisters. Oh. Anything, <laughs> honestly, anytime. Thank you know. You. So you. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So to our special guest, um, oh my God, what can I say? Terry, introduce yourself to our <laughs> listeners, please. Please love everybody. Well, look, first of all, thank you uh for welcoming me here and, and bringing me onto your podcast. Uh my name is Terry Jervis. Uh, I've been in the media business now for 40 years. I used to run two divisions uh, at the BBC. Uh, one was what was formerly called the Afro-Caribbean, then the African-Caribbean unit, and then the Special Projects Division, which started to do a lot of big co-productions between the US and um, the UK. Wow. So I launched youth television on the BBC with shows like The Real, uh, Real McCoy, wow. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, wow. uh, Def 2, uh, Michael Jackson specials, Def Jam, Motown specials, and um, various others. I used to produce and direct Top Gear wow. and spun Jeremy Clarkson off into his own series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did a lot of big specials with people like Natalie Cole, uh, Patty Austin, Whitney Houston, um, Aretha Franklin, many, many people have appeared on my my shows over the years. I then went to live in the US, which I still used to commute. We we don't know what's going to happen yet. But um, yeah, I, I uh, ran a division of Motown Records, helped to launch Sony's PlayStation and uh, worked with NASA Space uh, Agency um, and did things like the Millennium Day broadcast, the Olympics, World Cup. And uh, helped to launch a channel which is now on Sky called Trace mm-hmm. TV on Sky 364 and 365. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, wow. Just, just, wow. Just, wow. Uh, wow. Well, Ella did not tell me about you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Terry, he's so wonderful. He's so amazing. He's so wonderful. I'm like, yeah, okay. But wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's so wow. great. And you know what's something about 2020? If it wasn't for this year, 2020, I would not have met Terry. And I have to give a big shout out, you know, because he'll be upset if I don't mention past names. He'll be upset if I don't. Who introduced me to, 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 to Terry? I was a last minute addition, by the way. I was an afterthought. You're never an afterthought. Oh. Never, ever. You know, you know what though? Um, I want to just pick up quickly on something Tasha said. Um of what this podcast means. And I, I, I often say to people, especially black people, especially now in this time, is that we have to learn to find our passion in the pandemic yeah. mm. to, to, to um, accelerate our learning and our growth while the world's economies are stunted mm-hmm. and they yeah. don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that um, the reason I, I really chose other than you, Ella, of course, <laughs> Uh, to come on this particular debate because I think um, I'm hoping we really will have an honest conversation about the relationship between the black woman and the black man and, and what's been happening in the world and what's been happening to to really divide us yeah. in, in terms of other people's politics and mm. isms. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and the knock-on effect is we see it playing out with our children. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that, you know, until we learn to act responsibly together as adults, we cannot hope to deal with some of the afflictions uh, with our children. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's an interesting one because, um, you know, I was talking, as you know, I was on the phone, I was chatting to, to, to Wayne about this in the car and just trying to, to get a, a different perspective because... I was born in England, but I was raised in Nigeria. So the dynamic between the black man and the black woman in Africa is probably a little bit different to the dynamic here. And it is very similar to the whole debate about, you know, the colonial effect and the slavery effect. But the end result of it is the same. 
right? So coming from different perspectives, you have the same end result, whereby, you know, it, you know, we look here. So if I if I sort of look at the UK example, right? Um, and where we are all, well, we're obviously all in the UK at the moment. What I find, especially again, talking to my to, to the younger people, is that as women, we're forging ahead. The, the black woman has always been perceived as strong. We've talked about this, yes. haven't we, Claire? Yeah. So we're perceived as strong. We are strong. We've just had to carry on. Um, there was the whole thing about Camilla, remember, where it, she was some some caricature about her being the saviour of the demographic, of the Democratic Party. Mm. You know, black women's come yeah. to save the, the, the whole of the Democratic Party. So again, she's perceived to be the saviour, the one who carries, you know. In the days of slavery, do you understand, we were the ones who were there trying to, you know, balance the master and his wife and feed the young children, all the white ones breastfeeding. So we've always had this role. And even now with the whole movement of, of what we're trying to do in our community, we seem to be the ones galvanizing and, and going, 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 which is not bad. But what's the impact of that on our black men? Are we leaving yeah. you behind? Yeah. Is that is that a good thing? I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'm genuinely asking. I'll just asking. chime in. You know, I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, yeah. shut me up. Because <laughs> I can, just, you know, me, I can keep talking. Yeah. Like, uh, the one thing we need to understand as a black community, as a black community, but is that this divide is all by design. Right. The whole thing has been by design. So so the whole thing is divide and conquer. So if you break down the black family, the man, the woman, you break down the whole society. Yeah. Isn't it? That's true. So black men have always been made to feel, you know, that they're the aggressor, the person that should be feared, etc. A black woman is seen as the, you know, softer one. Oh, we like her. She's all right because she's black. You know, I mean, for, for sorry, she's all right for a black person because we're softer, etc. So we've been elevated in society to be these people. We work in management and this, that, and the other. So it seems that the black woman is going out there, and the black man is being left behind. But when you actually look at it, sometimes you see what black men are doing. They're in the services kind of industry, isn't mm. it? A lot of them are running their own thing. They're plumbers. You know what I mean? Running their own thing. Yeah. Um, sort of thing. So so it's all by design. And it's something that within the black community, we need to understand, break down, understand why it's by design. And then from there, we can kind of move on. I don't know. What do you think, Terry? <laughs> um, I wouldn't disagree. I think you're right. I think there's a whole history. And, you know, it really began with the slave trade. Mm. And, um, you know, I think... You're right. I think we have to kind of go back to understand how this history of that division happened. For one, during the slave trade, you know, black men and black women weren't allowed to even have sex together. That's it. Unless, you know, the the, the so-called master had his way first. Yeah. And those children were then also put into slavery. Yeah. So it, it wasn't for the love of a black woman. It was his sexual appetite and, and also his power. It mm. was using his power over black men to say that you doesn't matter who you choose. Mm-hmm. I am above you. I can take your choice away. Yeah. So that's where it begins. And then, you know, even if you think about marriage, you couldn't get legally married. Um, then you, you come post-slavery and, um, you know, it was easier for black women to get work as domestics because that was literally the legacy of the plantocracy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that kind of continued. It wasn't really, I would say, until you think about um, people like Mary Seacole and how she rose above, actually, although we talk about Florence Nightingale and you mm-hmm. see these Nightingale yeah. hospitals mm-hmm. for the uh, 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 COVID-19 mm-hmm. Uh, situation, but actually, at her time, uh, Mary C. Cole was more celebrated and acknowledged by the royals yeah. than 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 um, uh, Florence Nightingale. <clears throat> and during the wars, believe it or not, is when things slightly started to change, and in particular, World War Two, mm-hmm. because by World War Two, 
black women were in the medical corps, they were in engineering, Absolutely. you know, they were filling the roles, men were out at war, mm-hmm. but also it broke the myth of uh, the black man's intelligence as well, because black men were flying aircraft, mm-hmm. you know, and doing all these amazing things. And black women were submarine hunters, mm. you know, uh, were um, transportation uh, drivers and manufacturers of high-tech engineering of the time. Um, so after the war, the Second World War, I think that's when you really had major changes because by now, these men and women were coming back from war and they were not going to accept. They've just fought Hitler and fascism. They weren't going to deal with segregation, apartheid, and even the color bar. So from Africa to the Americas to Europe, it was it was changing. And, um, you know, Shirley Chisholm, uh, you know, who was really kind of, for me, the architect of the feminist movement, but got sidelined because I do believe, and, you know, Tasha, I'm going to throw this over to you or Clara, <laughs> is, you know, <clears throat> that for me, white feminism has never truly embraced black women. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, yes. I can't I can't speak on it with the authority. You probably can. Mm. But from a from a business standpoint, you know, I can't think of being in a boardroom and seeing. Well, I'm going to tell you over the years, it's been very rare that I see a black woman at that level. Right. Yeah. But I know the black women that are far more capable than some of the people I see there. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So if we think about the Me Too movement, the whole thing about Me Too, and, you know, let's explore that for, for a minute. So the white woman is perceived as fragile, isn't she? So there's a whole sort of Karen kind of thing that happened in the past. Oh, look at me! <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, you know, is a king is it is a, is a King Kong and uh, whatever the, the the name. So the big beast is about to get the fragile white woman, mm-hmm. and you know, even some of the lynchings and everything that happened in America was because the perception that this black man is talking to this woman and and she's too fragile and all of that, and that's been her persona. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's been her persona. And she's had to fight in the feminist movement, you know, create a movement to be able to counteract that and get the right to vote and the right to mm-hmm. work and equal, da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. And that's a Me Too movement. But as a Black woman, we have not been fragile. You know, in, in, in Africa, you know, the women, do you understand, had, had roles of authority and were, you know, uh, significant members of the society. So it's the feminist movement is putting Black women and white women together. We did not have the same... We don't have the same challenge. But I think I think even in that, you know, the beauty and the beast is 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 that kind of cultural phenomena of the of 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 white um white fragility yes. against against black women and black men. And you know, again, that still has its roots in in the slave trade, right? And when you talk about the fragility, I often think that we don't talk enough or we don't even produce enough about uh, romance, about the relationship, the emotional relationship between um, black men and women. Yeah. And, and you very rarely... Look, there's no way uh, Hollywood, for instance, or even when you look at the BBC or ITV, when do you last see a major studio making a romance between a black man and woman. Yeah, Never. That's amazing. It's it's, it's usually just, a small, yeah. independent, a Tyler Perry, yeah. you know, um, yeah, or or any of these things. Yeah. And and so, you know, that also does us a lot of psychological damage in yeah. terms of how we see each other or how we can relate mm-hmm. to each other. Mm. Um and I think the the fragility is that I and again, you know, I, I would say that it's not that black women are not fragile. Yeah. We all have some fragility. Yeah. Um, but I think that black men have also forgotten what it is to be strong. And and to also learn that you have to fight through the adversity and carry the weight. Because the punishments have been so grueling, so relentless, so hard, 
that what we tend to do is, for instance, black men will, will find a motivational passion, a passion like football mm. and they will commit themselves to, to something like that. So, so it's um, sort of escapism. It's escapism. Mm, right. and, and black women will, 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 you know, form just like you've done with this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really the, the kind of minority here, but you invited me on the show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't frightened to have these, these kind of conversations because they're very necessary. So, again, this is just like what I say about the studios, about the record companies, about industry, is we cannot have these discussions unencumbered unless we are in control of the yeah. discussion. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah. you're in control of this discussion today, so where are you taking me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we want, we, want to hear, we want to hear from you. Now, I want to bring in a, a slightly different dynamic here, Debbie. And I know you've been to Nigeria as well and, um, and other parts of Africa. So I want to bring in that dynamic as well, because as much as I've lived in the UK now and, you know, for how many years, I'm still in Nigeria and I still have Nigerian um, culture and, you know, the, the, the heritage, you know, obviously it's, 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 it's in me. And what I would say when I sort of think about, because there's a whole we have Nollywood. Nollywood is massive, massive. huge. And sometimes when we talk about film, I'm always like, you know, put in Nollywood because if you guys watch some of those movies, there you would see black women and black men having a romance, right? Always. It's, it's, it's all black, you know. So Nollywood is all black. You know, rarely do we have white people in it, which is great. And their, their storytelling is getting a lot better, right? As, as the years go on and the quality of the, of the production is really, really good as well. But in that dynamic, funny enough, um, the black man in Nigeria is still very elevated, extremely elevated, to the extent that in, in sometimes, especially the movies. So when my, I'm watching a Nollywood movie with my daughter, after a while she gets a bit impatient because the women are forever trying to, your mission in life is to find a husband. Mm-hmm. That's your sole mission. You can achieve anything, get into the boardroom, no husband, not happening. Your life hasn't started at all. So, so it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic when we go back to, to, to Africa, whereby in the motherland, the man is still the man, right? He's still in charge of his family. He's been raised to be in charge of his family. So, you know, I'll be telling, you know, my, you know there's an expectation of him that society puts on him to be in charge. Mm. And the woman still has to be supportive. And, and there's a little bit of religion, you know, brought into that as well. Christianity, be submissive mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So there's still that dynamic going on in, in the motherland. So... Where is it all? How is it all going to come out in the wash? Because I always say, as much as we talk about the UK black community and even the Americans, there's 200 million in Nigeria alone. Yeah. You know, so yeah. numbers wise for our community, the numbers are back home, not here. So how is that all going to unravel? Question, Terry. Go <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, Ella. You give me a, a planet sized problem you to know. talk about in like five minutes. 15 minutes. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Uh, Look, I think the business model for one is very different, right? And when you look at any industry, industry survives really on its power of distribution, the ability to get the product or the content out to the masses. Mm -hmm. And um, Nollywood doesn't have that. That's the first thing. It's, It's a series of small little independent people doing their own thing, their ways of selling and getting it into different places is different. The mechanics of Nigerian television or cinema is, is, is very different. And it's, it's difficult to kind of go into that in a very short space of time. But the key thing is, is that um, you've got the cultural ideal, which is represented in the, the, the movie and TV business, and you've got the reality, which is the representation on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure that all of you sitting here would have watched a Nollywood movie or a romantic movie. And would you say that your lives have played out exactly as it was in the movies? 
Tasha? No. Hello? <laughs> no. Clara? No. Right. But these are ideals mm-hmm. that we aspire to, right? Yeah. And so we can't just look at the movie business or the entertainment business as the gospel, as the truth. Yeah. The, it's just stories that represent the ideals we like to aspire to or mm-hmm. reveal the truths we like we don't like to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I look across Africa, women are the most powerful, underutilized resource across the entire continent. Yeah. Right? 50% of the population, but yet the most persecuted. Yeah. Look at look at the situation in South Africa, although South Africa has a much more advanced and developed um, media industry than than um, Nigeria, but you know I don't want to get into the the deep issues of it. But look at what's happening to young babies, women on campuses, the women um, mm. being murdered and raped, yeah. and 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 hardly any uh, prosecutions. But you can take that right across Africa to even genocide, right? So. Yes, these may be legacies of colonial interruption and all of these things, but I think that there is a truth that we must get to if we're going to resolve the issue between men and women across the continent and the wider diaspora. Um, You know, the Caribbean, slightly different because uh, many of the men were sent off to wars, various wars, and even to feed their families because of hurricanes and, and things like that. And, and the societies never recovered. People forget that. Yeah. They never recovered, which is why there's an imbalance of, of, of women to men. Mm. Right? Um, in, in the Caribbean, it's the same in America, because if you look at incarceration, imprisonment, and that system, you know, the black woman in America is, is, is saying, well, where are our men? Well, it's mm. true. <laughs> you know, they would be struggling to find that that man you talk about in the movies. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so, and and then Brazil, uh, again, it's, it's a similar thing. So across not just the continent, it's across the entire diaspora that this issue has never really been addressed. You never see it being talked about at the United Nations as, as a critical issue that will affect not just our economies, but the education of our children yeah. and our health. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's, 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 it's huge. It's huge. And the thing is, um, it can only be solved within our own community because I don't think anybody else cares. I, it sounds hardcore what I'm saying, but yeah. Which other culture cares really about what's going on in the African? Um... No. So, what's the way forward? <sighs> I I think. <laughs> no, hey. Tasha. What's the way? Tasha, forward? I know she's <laughs> she got her hands crossed, looking like. Hey, hey. <laughs> now what? <laughs> Isn't it Ella? Eh, now what? There's a few things that Terry said that's like, wow, okay. So there's a few things that you said. One of the things you said was about, you know, post-war, you know, and and the feeling of men after that that time. And and there's a degree of escapism going on, right? So, you know, yes, there was an era, I guess, of men who were brave, you know, and had to do X, Y, and Z. Um, But then when it comes to their relationships, their intimate relationships with with the woman in their life, the, the kind of disparities. But then my question is, well, didn't that happen in, in the white community as well? The white men were going out to war and coming back. Yeah, but so, so it's very interesting has, point. Yeah. yeah, because those are the same, mm. but something different is happening. Yeah. So, so let's... So you're, you know what? Interesting point. So let's, let's talk music for a minute, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, <clears throat> yes, you're right. The white men went off to war. Mm. And and when they came back, don't forget, have you ever heard of a play called Miss Saigon? Yeah. Yes. Musical Miss Saigon. Yeah. yeah. Right. But when the white man went overseas and on his campaigns and his wars, mm. do you know what Miss Saigon is about? No. It's about this woman, um, Asian woman, yeah. 
in love with a, a, a white GI. Right. She's forced to work in a brothel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the GIs and the Americans yeah. were creating all these brothels all over the place. And, and um, she ends up having a baby for him. But he goes back to his woman in America and she's left holding the baby. Mm-hmm. Right? This, this happened in the Caribbean as well as Africa as well, all over mm. the place. But, you know, whilst the white men had their mistresses, there was a great film called An Affair to Remember with Cary Grant, which, which I did like that movie. I still like that movie. But what you're talking about, Tasha, is their paradigm had been set to expect to go back to white picket fences, car in the drive, a nice home. That was the ideal shape for them. Rock and roll is born post-war. Okay. And for the first time on a mass scale, black people are allowed to kind of sing, but to hide it in the music. Mm. So rock and roll actually means sex on the bed, mm-hmm. right? Rocking and rolling. But it it was in that, and it wasn't until soul music came that we could kind of now really define our our emotions to each other. So the Motowns. Yeah, what so the what Sam year Cooks, we talking about? Is that nineteen sixty seven? That's late late fifties. Okay. Through the sixties. Right, okay. By the time we got to the seventies, yeah. you had things like Lovers Rock. Right? Mm-hmm. And we all know the Lovers Rock sound. But again, you know, if you listen to Lovers Rock, you say, wow, how could these men make such great songs? Yeah. But yet they don't treat their women right. Mm-hmm. Because what they were writing was an ideal okay. that they were finding it hard in themselves mm-hmm. to aspire to. Because unlike with white people, mm-hmm. their lives mirrored their their kind of created paradigm Right. That became their reality. Right, right, right. So the fancy restaurants, you know, the nights at the hotel, the cruising on the yacht. Right. All of these things right. could be part of their reality. Mm, were right. there for them. Right. But we made these things up in song, well, but well, were we never couldn't. our reality. Wow. So it's the same thing with Nollywood then. So we've got films um, that may... So I, I hear what you're saying. So if I think about Nigeria, sorry, I, I just want to make sure we, we just have a rounded, around all black people. There is an issue of rape as well and a lot of debate in Nigeria too about rape. But we create movies, which we need that to aspire to, of course, because we want to see the ideal. But the reality is different from the ideal. So what you're saying about Lovers Rock, bringing that back to the UK, the ideal is in the song, but the reality is different. Yes, and it's the mm-hmm. same for us across the diaspora. Wow. I think culturally, the biggest thing we have... So I'm going to park the debate about colonialism and white people. Yeah. Because yeah. we really can, can understand that. And if we don't understand that by now, then we might as well give up. Yeah. Right? What we really should be talking about is it doesn't actually require that much to be a good human being, right? I think we have to get back into teaching our young men, you know, one thing about what heroism is like, what leadership is like, what taking charge is like. And you may think, well, we should teach our young women that. Yes, we should. But don't forget how many young women are raped as part of gang initiation by young black men. That would never have happened in my day. Mm. Because the cultural forces would not even allow it to enter your mind. Mm. And if you heard about it, it was such a rare thing that most of the men would go and, you know, yeah. do something to the perpetrator. Yeah. So we, we've lost all of that where we now don't even actually care. It's, it's become this, this, this thing where, just like with knife crime, we're saying, well, hold on, we could put a stop to knife crime instantly. Let all those fathers go and get their sons. If they really care yeah. about knife crime, let those fathers go and get their sons. Mm. So, so the the way forward. Let me just try and you know, you know, I like to get into your brain, Terry. 
always go fishing in Terry's brain. It's 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 enormous and it's very mm. yes, it's quite a, a big one. So the way forward, you're saying, is it education? But obviously, it's not the traditional formal education. What is it? You're saying that there's something we need to. How do we change the the paradigm? How do we shift? I think it's 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 not just any one thing, right? So it's education for one, but not the formal type of education. Yeah, yeah. There's an informal type of education. So the informal type of education is this, and I'm going to just have a little game here. So I'm going to throw it first to Clara. And you he'll point at me. No, because <laughs> that's, you. I, that's your energy. That's your energy. I kind of, I've had conversations with Tash before on the phone. I've never spoken to you. Okay. Uh, okay, my brother. Let's go. Let's go. So, what does romance look for look like for you? How would you like to be treated? Okay, from the get-go, the first thing for me is respect. That's the first thing for me. Okay. It's respect. Um, and respect on both sides. I'm not just talking, you know, we've got this conversation that goes on that, you know, the man must respect the woman, but the woman just sits. No, I'm talking from both sides. Um, and everything. Um Communication at a particular level, right? We hear and listen to one another, right? That, that's how it looks for me um, and everything. And then, of course, all the other things kind of come along. Hanky panky, you know. Hanky panky. A bit of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And I know what rock and roll is. Yes. And we're talking about quality. Quality mm-hmm. rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> I won't even go right. there. Talking, but yeah. talking about that then, over to Tasha. <laughs> did I answer the question? Yes, you did. Oh, and we're going we're gonna to come back to it. Okay. So, so Tasha, taking on from what Clara said. So romance for me has to have music. You know, I love, oh. I love music. So ambiance, you know. Um, and, you know, it's funny that you talked about, you talked about, you know, how, how, how we made music back in the day and how men spoke about their women so 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 apart from music it's just it's how I'm spoken to tone is a big yeah. thing for me I I hear words but I feel you know I feel I feel tones so so being spoken to in in a loving you know just in a in a loving way I love touch so romance has to have touch so like in it as Luther well. Vandross Luther Vandross I was listening to him right. the other day and I'm like this is the days when <laughs> when music made love to you yeah oh. to both people you know you just listen and it's it's just music that you know the saxophone and all all of so that so when is. you listen to that music what what paint the picture of the type of man you see following on from what strong strong yet gentle so so he's both things isn't he he's he's strong out there and when he's in here, when he's with me, he's gentle mm. um, and present and attentive and appreciative. And how do you respond to somebody like that? What do you give back? Um, so what I give back in terms of, I think for me, it, it, it's, it's, it's a huge appreciation because there's a wanting of that. So my appreciation is, is in my touch and is in my gentleness or my um, my softness back, and in my it's not so much in doing, but it's some of it is in is in my doing, in my nurturing, and my feeding, and mm. my making a home and environment. You know that 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 bring, that that makes that more and more happen more and more. Great. And so, Ello, would you agree? What, what's your take? Why are you looking at me yeah, like... Yeah, no, I'm looking, I'm no, looking no, at that. No, it's not Tasha. Yes, but I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose the flow because yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, for me, romance is about... Tash is hot. Oh, dear. Hey, hot, I can babe. see her. Oh, my God. Viva. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Terry. So for me, um, friendship. Friendship. I, 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 I... I loved, you know, communication, but it's not just communication in in terms of us talking. It's just communication, talking about politics, religion, life, just friendship and having that freedom to be, to be, to be, to be friends and to engage and, you know, laughter as well. Lots of laughter, music. So an energy and a friendship is, is romance to me. But you also said sex is important to you. Oh yeah. A bit of rock and roll, you know, because again, for me, that's communication. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, to me, dancing is the same as, you know, as 
as making love. So that is why rock and roll resonates because and, you're talking about music. And, and it's yeah. true. Yeah. Dancing, like with sex, is based on rhythmic patterns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's why you, you've all now expressed what it is you look for, <clears throat> excuse me, in a man. Do you know that we probably wouldn't have arrived at this if, you know, we were not trying to search for what it is we actually want and would like. Because we're so busy worrying about what other people are doing to us, we're not thinking about what we what want we for want. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I was just trying to get you back to talking about what it is you want. Yeah. What, what is it you want? What is it you'd like? And these things are not impossible. So long as a man hears then you might find the man you want because that man will now be in tune to you. Mm. If the man ain't listening, then he's not the man for you. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you think that these, do we perhaps make assumptions that the man knows what I want and I know what the man wants? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that if you've not... Like, for instance, when Tasha was talking about Luther Vandross, certain songs just popped into my head. Don't you remember? You told me you love me, baby. Mm-hmm. You said that you'd be coming back for me. Mm-hmm. Just those lines mm-hmm. from a woman's point of view mm-hmm. is powerful. You know, I grew up on, on, on uh, artists like Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever change your mind about leaving me behind, Hmm. just bring it to me. Mm. Bring your sweet loving. Bring it on home to me. Mm-hmm. These are powerful songs that stand the test of time. So, so when you say powerful, so who is singing to who? Well, man singing to woman, woman singing to man. Right. You know, um, you can listen to Aretha Franklin. You can listen to Gladys Knight. You can come all the way up to a Beyonce. You know, when Beyonce sang At Last, when the Obamas were doing their inaugural uh, uh, dance after after the the, uh, elections, you know, it was originally recorded by Etta James. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and if you don't know the song At Last, you you just Google it and, and, and play it again. And so what we are, we are really hurting deep down as a people but we're not expressing the depth of that, that pain and that frustration. And we don't have to do it in an aggressive or, 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 or a frustration standpoint. Right. I think it's equally as you've all expressed here, you just sat here and actually just said what you were feeling, what you actually want. And actually you all got quite got into it. It was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> And and I mean adding adding to that. I, I, <laughs> oh my goodness! But anyway, adding to that as well. I think I think it starts from the individual, because before you get together as man and woman, you got to work on yourself as an individual. So maybe for us in the black community is working on ourselves. The woman working on herself. The man working on themselves. Do you know what I mean? Self love taking care of themselves, how they eat, how they move, just everything. And then when you come together as a whole, you become a strong entity. But I have a question around that, Clara. So what has, I think, I I may be wrong, Mm -hmm. is that as women, we've become quite good at expressing ourselves. So we, we naturally we talk. Yeah. But the men are not that good at talking. So how is this conversation going? Um, you, you're I too would, busy watching I football. would slightly disagree, Ella. Okay. Yeah. Because Tasha was talking, and I could see your body when she was actually talking. Tasha was expressing, if I if I may say, Tasha, I'm not trying to speak from you for you. <laughs> um, but me. It, it, it was eloquent. It was heartfelt. Yeah. And And I could see your body like, whoa, Tasha. I I my my I know exactly how Tashi feels, and we've had this endless conversations about what she wants and how she feels. I guess I was um, 
my woe Tasha was um, how far is she going to go? <laughs> because this this is deep stuff for Tashi, isn't it, babe? <laughs> this is this is deep stuff. So my my oh, so I got that, I got the light version. Tasha. Yeah, yeah, you got you got the light version. You got the light. We've been you know we've been together on this journey you know for for a long while. So I am um, you know it's like uh, yeah yeah it's it's deep stuff, but. We talk about this all the time and, you know, we analyze it. And even with COVID and the issues, we talk as women, but we just said men escape into the football, right? So by the time you get to the place whereby we want to have these two whole people coming together, how are we coming together? So we've analyzed it to death as women. I call it analysis paralysis. We get to the point, we analyze it so much and then we're paralyzed by all the analysis that we've just done. <laughs> Which is not necessarily a good thing, mm-hmm. but the men are busy watching football. So they've escaped into somewhere and they don't want to engage with the deep hurts and the, 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 the and how they're going to tackle it. So by the time we get together, oh, am I wrong, Terry, I guess? Um, I think you're not wrong. Um, I think that um, an interesting thing the other day is talking to a group of young young people and they'd never actually danced together. You know, I suppose when we were, by the that time so we were 25, we'd already had a, a, a dance. <laughs> that is so mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. The young standard, people are, standard. are just there in the yeah, corner. Going, yeah. Whoa, where is, is he? They're waving their fingers. Yeah, yeah. but where for us, it? it was like yeah, rubbing yeah. up the wallpaper, yeah. all that kind of yeah. thing. And, yeah. and, yeah. and so, they've, so they've never had that, that, mm. that kind of connection and mm-hmm. intimacy that you're all talking about, even if it's unrequited love, you yeah. know, yeah. where you get that dance, but you don't get the girl. You know, mm. you get that dance, but you don't get the guy. Mm. You know, and yeah. to even know what that feels like yeah. without anger and frustration and yeah. feeling that you've got to subjugate somebody yeah. as a result of not getting what you want. Mm. And and so they're emotionally um, really in need of, of, of being taught what this is like. Yeah. Um, and I think those conversations, you know, kind of have to happen early because mm. now, you know, they've got so much exposure to um, things on the internet that it may give them the wrong idea about what love is or yeah. what romance is yeah. or what having yeah. a relationship yeah. is, is is like. And yeah. um, you, you know, having this podcast is, is great because I think that... Uh, you may have to continue. Remember, it's never any one thing. Yeah. Is maybe you can get people, uh, some more men on, to have this this very discussion. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, it can't be just an open discussion. We have to have reference points to see what romance can look like. To let love have the last word mm, yeah. is what's on Tasha's shirt. Yeah. Yeah. What did why did you choose that shirt, Tasha? To wear today? Um because the other two t-shirts I've worn the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she'd come up with a practical. <laughs> you know, I just I wanted to check she wasn't while. sending me a message. <laughs> To check, isn't it? I, I actually noticed it in the car. I was like, ah, this is the, mm-hmm. It's good to check because you know, yes, but I knew that shows your evolved man. Yeah, but what wait. message do I want to send? You came up it's with a practical, deep. yeah, it was the only clean one in the cupboard. Oh, wow, but, but yeah, oh, wow. I mean, I think just jumping on to what you said, um, is uh, and I said it in the other podcasts as well, yeah. We're in a different era. COVID has slapped us in the face so much that we are forced to change now. And the whole energy to me is more feminine anyway, right now. Yeah, so it's about empathy, love. You know what I mean? That soft touch. Mm. Talking. But then we're getting, we're getting into a world of these hard right-wing men. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to force us to um, If anybody wants Please watch uh, It's on Netflix uh, the, the documentary called Social Dilemma Oh yes I saw that You saw that? Yeah And you can see where we're being steered towards That's what And our young people now 
all they do is go on the phone. Their, their validation for love and who they are yeah. comes from a phone and likes yeah. and yeah. comments yeah. and all yeah. the rest of it. So we've got that problem, right? So you can imagine the black community, we've got that plus everything else yeah. and everything. They are trying their best to steer it towards that, you know, everything is just the five senses and that's it. There's nothing more than that. But when we go back to basics, what humanity is all about is love. That's the basics. There's no yeah. ifs, yeah. buts, and maybes. Yeah. That's why yeah. we gravitate but I, towards I, each other. I, I um, in, in my, my uh, business is, I think if I was to look at, when you know I come up with either a TV show or or, or a record or or, or uh, events, I always think about how am I going to emotionally impact mm-hmm. on the audience. Yeah, and you have to really plan for success. Yeah, I think if that was one of my main things is okay. Even like with this podcast. You know, I joke with you all when I come in and I create a little habit, but that's because of Ella. Uh, <laughs> Lastminute.com, Ella. And that's how we roll. I <laughs> know, oh, look how you lot roll. That's how we roll. <laughs> look, look at it. We've been talking, everything's been fine. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, yeah. but actually, no, that's, that's seriously the beauty of forming relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can say, you know, in a nice way, listen, this is what I feel, but I'm going to let that pass. <laughs> because, you know, you want to be around nice people. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And when you were all talking about the respect thing, I think we we have to give respect and earn respect. respect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And when you say this to people, a lot of people are thinking, well, how do I do that? Mm. What are you talking about? I'm mm. showing you respect. Mm. But in your head, that's a different barometer to theirs. Yeah. Okay? So you have to find a way to standardize an approach. Mm. And... That's where culture comes in. So, Ella, when you're talking about the culture in Nigeria, remember, you're not even talking about one particular culture. Yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. a number of different viewpoints and aspects to, to culture. Mm. And, and, you know, remember uh, when Boko Haram kidnapped those young yes, women? Yeah. yeah. You know, how long did it take for the Nigerian government to mobilize itself? Yeah. It was from outside in the diaspora that yeah. the mobilization came. came, right? So that that tells you something that is culturally wrong on the ground. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not having those types of discussions. So what do we do? We actually create the shows, like with the sitcoms, like with the romances, like with the music, like with this podcast that actually can steer people somewhere Mm -hmm. and steer them somewhere, as I'd say, don't just keep listening to your grime and and stuff like this. You know, if you really feel you want to get back to romance, check out some soul music, check out some doo-wop, check out some high life, check out some lovers rock and reggae, even down to Calypso songs, Mm -hmm. right? The the pantheon of black music is wide Mm -hmm. and we can find a song for every aspect of our emotional and spiritual journey. But we have to look for it now because no longer are those shows that, that show us that history. Yeah. So that the young people are literally learning in a vacuum, or like you said, Clara, being directed by these social media apps yeah. that even the people who created them won't let their children go on. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy, it's but crazy. but yet that seems to be the biggest currency yeah. of validation mm. for our young people. Mm. And, you know, so going back to your point, Tasha, is, you know, uh, I'm working on a romantic um, sitcom at the moment um, because one of the things I, I feel is that having spoken to thousands of young people that, that come and hear me talk at certain shows is um, there's a lot of emotional connections missing Mm. and they don't know what it looks like because many of them don't have a father in the house and they have seen their mothers with multiple 
men and they get into conflicts with the men then they end up on the street and <clears throat> you know it's it's not on the whole but it's enough of a mess to create some of the problems we're experiencing mm-hmm. amongst our young people today and we we have to take ownership yeah right of that and then for the men of my generation and 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 down i think we have to learn to open up and have honest conversations mm-hmm. and also sometimes relationships don't work out all right but that's okay too mm. because it's how you deal with it mm. and how you don't have to create the animosity um mm. around that and also if a relationship is going wrong but you want it to work how do you make it work how do you fix it mm. um and i think that, you know whilst books and novels and movies and audio tapes and all these things create the ideal of a scenario that's something for us to aspire to yeah and sometimes we're even shaped by the characters within that but we just accept that we will find our way when we know like you said clara what we want yeah within ourselves we can't find what we don't know we want exactly mm. yeah i was just going to say just to round us i mean it's been wow did i not tell you terry was amazing yeah he's did amazing yeah <laughs> it hasn't been all about me you know no 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 you are a special <laughs> guest you're a special yeah. guest so so today this episode is about you and I cannot say thank you enough. Um, and I just wanted to, you mentioned about this show you're creating. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, To round us up. Yeah, so right now I've got a, a book out called Spirit of the Pharaoh. It's about a, a king and a queen back in ancient times, just like with the pandemic, COVID, and, you know, the Donald Trump. There's a rich um, industrialist that wants the ability to live forever. And the secrets are contained in a tomb in Africa. And in ancient times, Seth, the god of chaos, battled with Queen Nefakari and Ramun, Pharaoh. And she put her powers with him to bury him and Seth once and for all to protect the, her people and the earth. But she loved him so much that she threw some pieces of jewelry magical jewelry into the tomb that one day should it be opened his spirit would be set free and she could reunite with him in the afterlife so they could be together once more but in doing so in the modern age when the tomb is found a bit like Tutankhamun everybody wants the gold and things that shine but what they don't realize is what's released with it and Seth is brought back to earth and queen nefakari has to inhabit the body of a woman today to be the protector of the earth and reunite herself with the spirit of the pharaoh and that's what the name of the book and the forthcoming movie is going to be called and i've got a nice sponsorship deal with luster hair products mm-hmm. so you can all get some wow. some free Luster's Woo-hoo, pink. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. men, you can get some wow. S-curl. You, you know. <laughs> uh, and and so that that's going to be announced um, in October for Black History Month. Wow. Uh, wow. I'm creating a new jewelry range wow. with the Queen's wow. royal medalist. And so under a royal warrant from the Queen. Because, mm. um, you know, she actually gave the permission for the jewelry to be made with her people for the film. And... Um, that's that's going to be something that you'll see in October. You can find it on www.spiritofthepharaoh.com. So that's spiritofthepharaoh.com. Um, or you just Google my name, Terry Jervis, and I'm, I'm sure something will come up. Wow. But I, I, I go back to what you've all been saying, is that we have to galvanize. I only create these things, not about me, but about telling stories in multiple levels. So it's about replacing Egypt back in Africa because that's that's the origin of civilization. It's about romance um, across time and 
what would you do to be with the one you love? And it's also about power and greed um, and how that can corrupt absolutely. Mm. And it's about the kind of power it takes to defeat that. But, but at the center of it, at the heart of it, it's, it's about love, is yeah. the power of that love. Wow. I'm on that note, to see now. Wow. On, 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 I'm on like that note, speechless. And, and everyone, mm. you heard it here on the Hustle is Real podcast first. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Fantastic. Is it going to be on the show notes? Yeah, babe. Yes. Yes, okay. it will right. be. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm going to hit the button. Are we done? We're going to say I thank you. I was going to say thank you, thank you so yeah. much. No, thank you to you all oh for inviting me. Oh my God, me. it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, ah. One hour is never enough. <laughs> That's a woman. She.